accessing library computer data. Out there, there are no saints, just people. Hey everybody, welcome to the wrap-up video for season four of Star Trek DS9. We did it, we made it to the end of yet another season, 26 episodes. It always seems like a lot, and then you get going, and then you're like, wow, it went by really fast. I don't remember half of it, but it seems to have gone by, and I was apparently there for the entire thing. There's podcast evidence to the uh, to say as much. Clay, how are you? Welcome to the end of your first full season. I think I said in the previous episode, you've only missed two episodes this one, which is by far mm-hmm. the most you've ever done of a season of Star Trek. So what are your thoughts, both uh, pro and con, the process? Only one more season to go, right? One uh, 66-episode season left, yes. It's like The Sopranos' final season. We're just going to consider it to be one season, yeah. even though it should We're be two. We're going first season of Batman the Animated Series, I see. <laughs> so what'd, yeah, you, um, what'd you think of uh, watching an entire season? You only missed Rejoined and Starship Down, which are very early episodes in this season. Um, I enjoyed it. Um, I think it's tough with these older shows because, uh, as a first time viewer at this point, um, there is a level of disconnect that I have still, uh, even though I am a lot more invested in it than I have been in the past, uh, specifically in, in deep space nine, which I had never watched any of previously. Yeah. You knew TNG Um, more than, you know, DS nine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like I, I could go into any episode of TNG and 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 know know the characters and know what their motivations are generally, but DS Nine I had none of that. So, um, and as DS Nine got more serialized, obviously being on for all of them made sense. But just as a from a viewing standpoint, man, these are long seasons. Yeah, <laughs> they are. Uh, comparatively, and I mean, we've had this discussion before, but it's like there is when you go back, if you're watching an old series of television like this for the first time, you kind of have to, it, it's like not quite this drastic, but it's like, it's like reading a novel from like the 1800s where like, if you go back and you read Frankenstein, you know, you love, you love the concept of Frankenstein. You want to go back and you want to read Frankenstein. You don't really read a lot of books from that time. But uh, um, you, you're going to sit down, and you're going to do it. And it's kind of tough in places because the language is a little bit different and the structure is a little bit different. And there's parts where you just kind of like slam your head against the book going like, why are we talking about this guy's this captain's sister who doesn't appear in the rest of the, you know, that kind of thing. Yep. yep. Um, anyway, this is a long winded metaphor for me to mean that it's just it's it's a different TV from 25 years ago now is is has a different feel than it does now. Um, Yeah. And I don't think, I think it's easier for me than it might be for younger people because I was still, I watched TV during this time when it was on. So, I mean, I'm familiar with the format, Um, but I haven't jumped into a season of a show from this era in a while, Mm -hmm. you know? So, uh, so yeah, I mean, it's been good. I think this season, especially I'm, I'm glad this is the first one that you, that I watched all the way through because I think if, Instead of I starting a season earlier. one or something like that. Yeah, yeah I think I, I don't think I would be here currently doing this season if that was the case. Um, so, I mean, this was this was a good season, and uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to see what they what they do next. It's very long. It's um, 
25 episodes. Man. This is a, a lot it, of TV. Yeah, it's a little bit. Um, uh, yeah, I don't want to. I, I don't want to come across as bitchy, but it's like a. It, it is a lot of work to watch these seasons. Like it's like a lot of TV to get through, mm. and um, it is. I am glad that the show picked up a little bit at this point. Like the reason I'd be scared of Voyager is that Voyager is seven seasons of this being consistently C minus TV. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. it's like, why the fuck am I going to watch that? Um, I would like to put it on the record right now. I probably won't be here for Voyager. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe I'll go back to the old style, but I don't, I don't know if I can do that. That's, that's a lot of bad television. It is a lot. So the only way to stop that, people, if you're if you're if you're worried about what you've heard, is the patreon.com slash Depensky file. Um Oh yeah, for for the right price, I'll do you know, uh as Winston Zeddemore says, if there's a steady paycheck in it, I'll believe anything you say. Yes. So <laughs> that I'm actually that that sounded like a joke, but that's actually true um on some mm. level. That is the best motivation for the Patreon. But uh, to get back to DS9's thing, um what I did, well, so if you want to watch, sorry, if you want to watch the season of Voyager and then like give me a, an outline of what happened, I can talk about it. <laughs> it's like George R. R. Martin. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I think that the, I think that this was a very good season of DS9. Um, it was a very, DS9's at a kind of an interesting point in here where it, it is somewhat serialized. It's surprisingly serialized when you think back on it, but it's still very Star Trek-y 90s episodic television at its core. Uh, mm-hmm. So what I did to sort of uh, add like a memory refresher was I sent you a trailer that a group, a, a channel called Niners had made, and they've made one for all the DS9 seasons, I think. They did it as a uh, motivation to have the series remastered to CBS to try to convince them to mm-hmm. do it. So they they remastered, they cut a bunch of like two to three minute trailers for each of the season, which are computer generated images that are sort of dramatically going through uh, some scenes and sequences that we've seen while it has character voiceover over the top that kind of gives you a little bit of a, a cutting edge trailer feel to the entire season. Um, I had you watch the season four one of that. And I think the trailer is extremely good but what the mm-hmm. trailer also the reason I wanted you to watch the trailer is to remind you a tremendous amount of stuff has happened this season. Yes. And yeah. it's difficult to the the problem DS9 is having as a very long 26 episode season is that you kind of lose yourself in the weeds about all the stuff that has happened. It's very difficult mm-hmm. to track and remember everything. And I think that trailer was really good at showing you know the the Klingon uh, the Klingon War starting where Dukat ends in the series, uh, the Paradise Lost Homefront stuff that's going on uh, that has the Wayoon line. I'd, what, what did you think about the trailer? And I was wondering if you wondered why I had you watch it in the first place. Um, I did wonder, uh, but it is a very good trailer. Um, I sent it to a friend of mine, uh, and his response was, I feel like this kind of is overpromising for the actual season. And while he's not wrong, I mean... He is wrong, I, but I he's not say, wrong. He is he yeah, is wrong it, and not wrong. I mean, trailers yeah. trailers generally that's what they do. They overpromise, right? But everything but, uh, happened in that trailer. You know, it's like that. All right. that material is there. It's just watered down along the way. Yeah, I, that's the thing. I think it's like it, it overpromises because it it makes the season seem like you know a twenty five episode uh, guitar solo, basically, mm-hmm. uh, which it is not. 
but um, yeah, all that stuff does happen, and it's uh, and I, I said to him he hadn't he hadn't watched the season, um, but I said you know it's it might be overpromising as far as like how how much of the high energy stuff and intensity has been condensed here, but uh, it's a good season. It's you know it's worth watching. It's it's the best one so far, I think. Yeah, yeah. It's also I have a sort of a side question. Where do the people who make these things find the time and the money? Because that's a good-looking trailer with, like, pretty good-looking CGI stuff in it. Mm-hmm. That took a while. I, I'm gonna. I'm just going to assume that it took a while, and I'm sure it was probably expensive. Yeah. Um, they, they do, have a, time-wise, they do have a list of thank you, like a thank you credit at the end. So I don't know if they got yeah. funding from that. But it does it, – it, it's well done, but it doesn't strike me as something that you couldn't do – over the course of a year in your free time, that's true. With yeah, with a couple people, um, they did a very good job of it. So I'm glad that they did it. But yeah, but it's it's a uh, it's probably something. It's only two minutes. You know, it's not yeah, it's not yeah. it's not a tremendous amount of stuff. And it's really just the collecting the clips and then sort of inserting your own CG into it and everything like that. Yeah, I mean that's the thing though. It's like all of the ships that they have are pretty fairly highly rendered. Yes. Um, and there's lots of motion graphics and stuff. And I mean, maybe people who do that for a living just can you know bang that shit out i don't know but mm-hmm. it's 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 impressive it's it looks good so what did we think of the season as a whole i thought that this um i thought it was a really excellent season of ds9 i only have three episodes that are at two or less on our rankings which is unheard of um for these series at this point like i don't think any other series has really gotten to the point i haven't calculated the average score of the episodes or the season yet compared it to anything on my rankings anyway but it seemed very good. It's a, um, you've got Way of the Warrior, you've got Visitor, you've got The Crossfire, you've got For the Cause, you've got The Quickening, you've got Sons of Moog, which is a good episode, um, Hippocratic Oath and Discretion. There's a lot of good classic, good, solid DS9 episodes. And um, I thought I'd go over, I'd ask you this about the the theme, like, and it's funny, this isn't really a test for you, but this goes to show just how being inundated with all these episodes, what would you say the theme of this season has been? Oh, boy. Um, uh, <clears throat> give me a hint. <laughs> um, I can barely remember the last one that that I watched. Um, it, I, uh, I would say the hint would be... well. Here I'll, I'll do I'll say I'll say what it is, and I'm not doing this yeah. to like embarrass you or say that you're not paying attention. But I I also had to go through and look at the episodes to like figure all this out, and I was like, oh my god! By the time I was done tabulating everything, I couldn't believe it. But it's, this is going to seem very obvious when I tell you, it's a it's a season of loss for all the characters. Yes, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So the Klingon alliance was broken. Cardassian sovereignty was lost. Uh, Jake Sisko loses his father and the visitor. Od- uh, relationships mm-hmm. end. Odo and Kira, Dax and the uh, the Trill and rejoined. Bashir's pride is lost in the quickening. Odo's form is lost in the season finale. He loses the ability to shapeshift. Uh, human rights are lost in Paradise Lost and Homefront. Dukat loses his rank in the Cardassian military. Worf yep. loses his brother. Quark mm-hmm. loses his business. O'Brien loses his freedom in hard time. And... Cisco loses the loyalty of both his girlfriend and a sub commander and for the cause. Man, I if you when you when you list it all like that, that makes it sound like a very depressing season. That's the thing, right? So this this has been a very hard season on the characters, right? Yeah. And 
what's funny is that the tone of Star Trek in this amount of episodes in a season washes it down a little bit. You know what I mean? It like mm. it numbs you to all of the stuff that's going on, even though there's a tremendous amount of loss and tragedy uh, here. The, the characters in a more serialized season, the character acting and the character writing would be more that these people are broken at this point, and the tone yeah. of Star Trek doesn't allow that to happen. So you kind of have to intellectualize it more than you actually emotionally appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's really interesting to see it all all put together like that. It's kind of like uh, I was as you were listing off all that stuff, and I was thinking, man, this is such a depressing season of television. When you think about it that way, I was, you know, gratuitous uh, mention here, uh, thinking about there's a certain season of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which is to date still the most depressing season of television I've ever watched in my life. <laughs> yeah. um, she's just come back from the dead and it's basically like the whole season is her, all of all of her, uh, the things around her falling apart and her just being like horrified at the fact that she's alive. Yeah, yeah. And that season is just like, it's such a hammer blow every episode um, that it's, you can't not feel like it's depressing but the uh uh yeah the tone is is what makes this feel a little bit easier to swallow like you're saying it's like the difference between uh um uh, that season of buffy is like watching someone with their face in the mud and then watching somebody slowly put their foot on the back of that person's head yeah yeah uh watching this episode this season is like from a distance watching somebody fall down a hill <laughs> you know what i mean where it's like yeah yeah, you're kind of removed enough and like the tone is a little bit lighter so you can kind of like laugh at it a little bit and make maybe not think about the the bones that this person is probably breaking yeah whereas you know you're watching this person drown to death in in a pile of mud it's it's really it's really with you you know yeah very visceral and upfront and this this is a little bit detached and far away from it so it's a it's it's an maybe we should do that for voyager for I'll, i'll stay on voyager if every episode you talk about an episode of Voyager, and then I just talk about an episode of Buffy. <laughs> you don't actually watch the Voyager episode. You just say it reminds you. Of, it sounds What it sounds like is an episode of Buffy where Buffy's head gets stomped into the mud. Yeah, um, I'll find a way to make it work. <laughs> I mean, so it's a, it's a, season, of, uh, it's a season of loss. Thematically, it seems like it really fits that. And the tone is interesting. Like the tone just being so distracted and detached from that is a very uh, Star Trek-y way to handle this. Although things are looking fairly bad uh, for people at this point. And it's, it's interesting what the season does to set you up for the what's coming in the future. It's like you can't go much lower than this. But at the same mm-hmm. time, it doesn't feel like you're all particularly that low. But it does... I, I think that the, the reason I had trouble discussing the... Um, the finale, Broken Link, that we just got done is because Odo's loss in that one kind of sums up everything. Like his uh, being evicted from, and so many of the people have been evicted from their cultures in this season. Like Worf is kicked Mm -hmm. out, Quark is kicked out, Odo gets kicked out at the very end. Uh, It's really just highlighting the, this is where we are, this is what DS9 represents for things, and take it or leave it, this is the way that the show is going to be going forward. Yeah, and... um you know the episode before the the last one, the penultimate episode, body parts, um, the Ferengi episode. Yes, I mentioned how <clears throat> I was impressed at the level of status quo shifting that they did. Um, Broken Link just 
triples down on that one. Like there's a <laughs> there. I don't know if there's, although yeah, well, I guess there is. Yeah. Uh, but there, I don't know if there's a status quo shift as heavy as actually taking away Odo's uh, shape-shifting abilities, comma, entire connection to his society. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, again, it remains to be seen whether or not that has a huge impact or if it's just like, you know, window dressing. Mm-hmm. But uh, I have to imagine it's more than window dressing. Yeah. Also, yeah. I wonder, not to go back into, I mean, we should have talked about this in the last one, but it just occurred to me now. Um I wonder how much of that was was the thought of like why don't they use Odo more against the uh uh the founders? Cuz like if it, it, you would think it, you could extrapolate out their their code of ethics where they don't harm other uh, oh, sure. and stuff. Yeah, so why, don't why not you just send put him, him on every ship? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, that's that, that's a good point. Um and th- th- what they do here would actually be a, b- a good solution to that. Uh, he's no longer really a shapeshifter, a uh, changeling like they are. Yeah, um, it's like at the end of RoboCop. You can't shoot Dick Jones until he gets fired, right? Yeah, yep, yeah. No, that, that, that's a that's a very good point. Yeah, you could use Odo as a secret secret weapon or something and send him in. They, <laughs> you, you never know which suitcase or, like, handbag is going to turn out to be Odo. <laughs> <laughs> Just throw a bunch of handbags on the floor and see what happens. Yeah, um I I wonder is there like is was Odo always like tickled or like really pleased with himself when he managed to turn into these like really mundane un, uninventive items? And like was he like really show is there someone is the reason that he doesn't shapeshift in front of people as much anymore because like one time he shapeshifted in front of like a father figure and was really excited that he turned into like a pillow yeah. and his father figure was like uh and <laughs> why don't you why don't you shape ship into something more uh, useful like your brother yes the, <laughs> the dentist um mm-hmm. yeah he i i think that odo's um odo's shape-shifting I, it, it ties into that, that book i read too like the the the, the character should shapeshift more than he actually does. Like, there's no reason. Mm. I always think that the, the ultimate thing about Odo is that if there was a TV show with no budget whatsoever and they could do whatever he wanted, Odo would never have to turn around. You know what I mean? Like, he would yeah. he would shapeshift the other way and just walk the other way. And I think that would be kind of a neat thing to see. It's unfortunate here that it doesn't really happen. He he rigidly sticks to uh, what he is and what he decides to be. Even when he's laying on sick bay bed, he still holds his arms a specific way and everything like that. Well, um, I think I think they do kind of get around that in the fa- in the fact that part of his character is that he is actively trying to present as human. Yes, he's trying you to know, fit in, and he doesn't doesn't yeah, like to I be. I mean, yeah, Data did the same thing. Like, there's a hundred thousand things that Data should have been able to do, but didn't. That they explained away with by him wanting to be human and wanting to fit in. Yep, hundred percent. I I, I, um, I agree. So with that. now Odo is just basically Meatwad, where he turns into like. An igloo, a hot dog, and Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> so I'm going to be um, I'll be looking at my top five episodes here. The the these are the fives that I gave the season. I gave Wave of the Warrior, The Visitor, Crossfire, and For the Cause are my four fives. Um, my next favorite one would probably be out of the fours is probably Sons of Moog. I would consider to be that next top five episode, but Hippocratic Oath was up there with the four, Indiscretions of Four, Armin Bashir, Return to Grace, Sons of Moog, Rules of Engagement, and To the Death. You had a bunch of threes, and the worst ones are The Muse, Shattered Mirror, 
and Starship Down, and then I'd have to pick two of the threes. That would be my other two. It would probably be Rejoined and Little Little Green Men, maybe something like that. Something like that. Even though those aren't even really bad episodes, but that would that would kind of be my my fives in either direction. I'm not going to expect you to uh, remember which ones you like the most, Clay, because as we've gone over a lot of a lot of what I was interested in talking about with this wrap up is just how long the season is and mm. uh, how how much it sort of fades into the tougher uh, the recesses of your memory as you're going through it. Well, I can say confidently that the ones that I gave fives are probably the ones I enjoyed the most. <laughs> yes, yes, I think you. You liked Way of the Warrior. That was a five for you. Visitor was a five. Crossfire was a five. You gave. Fear I don't the know co- if. Cause- are you sure? I don't know if I gave Visitor a five. I think I might have given Visitor a four. No, you gave it a five. I think. Really? Yeah, I'm oh. pretty. I'm pretty sure. I would have been. We probably would have had a much harder conversation if you had given it a four. I think because so. Are there, now that this is this will be a question for you that I think is kind of uh, maybe interesting. Which of the episodes do you think about the most? If you think about any, I'm not saying it consumes your thoughts during the day, but like, is there any episode that you look back and you'll remember as an episode? Honestly, no, no, yeah, uh, I, yeah, um, from this season specifically, I can't really pick one out that is something one that I think about that often. Yes, yeah, see, I, w- I would have thought um, the the visitor fits that for me. Um, yeah. So I'm, you know, I'm, I'm interested. You didn't you didn't actually like the visitor as much as I would have expected. If I was betting, I would have thought that you'd like it a little bit more than you did. Yeah, I I, I can't remember exactly what I said. And we don't need to rehash it. But like I I I I think I might have given it a five, but it was like a low five because yep. there was some things that I you know I I think that was one where I I knew going into it that it was supposedly an all timer, and uh, I don't know if maybe that you know set the bar too high for me or something but uh yeah um yeah honestly i think it's it's really tough for me to 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 think of one from this season specifically that that really stands out uh as one that you know strangely enough though the one that i think about more often than not and it's not an episode from this season is uh i can't remember the name of it but it's the first like big garrick episode where he's going nuts and just spouting off a bunch of different bullshit. The Wire in season two. Yeah. Yeah. I think about that one fairly frequently, actually. Interesting. Uh, that's, that's funny. And you gave that a three, I think, when we watched yeah, it. Yeah. I didn't love that one. And I think I appreciate that one more the more time I spend with Garrick. Yep. So I might I might have to revisit that one at some point. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, I mean, it is tough. They, they don't stick out the way the TNG classic episodes do. Um, they blend a little bit more like crossfire being a five is supremely surprising. Like, I know I love the episode, but if you asked me what had happened in that episode, I'd have a hard time saying anything besides Odo pines after Kira. You know what I mean? Like, um, it's just a a nature of the show at this point. The things are a little bit more wishy-washy and sort of faded and fuzzy than TNG was, which is a very defined series. Yeah. You know, I think now that I'm thinking about it, I think. I think the Cardassian episodes stand out to me more than a lot of the other ones do because I was mm-hmm. thinking about uh, The Wire and the other one that I think is probably my if, if just judging by ones that stick out in my memory. Yeah, I think my favorite ep- episode of the whole series so far is probably Duet. Yeah, because I think about that one a lot. I don't. I mean, not like I don't spend hours pondering it, but, but every it's, now it's and the then, the one that when pops I'm, into I, your head. Yeah. yeah, 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 and even even the stuff with Ducat, I think. I think I think the Cardassians are becoming probably l- low key my favorite 
part of the show, I think. Mm, yeah. And you're talking about them, uh, the characters specifically, or just the whole sort of idea of the Cardassians? Uh, the characters specific. Well, I guess a little of both. More, <clears throat> more so the characters, but like, I think the situations that the concept of uh, and positioning of the Cardassians uh, uh, provide is is very interesting. Yep. Um, and brings up a lot of questions that you can kind of reflect on more so than a lot of the other characters do. Yeah, yeah. It's um. I'm just looking at my rankings now. Each of the first three seasons had one five in it for me, and season yeah. four had four fives. It's just a. I don't want to, you know. I'll I'll say it again. The it was kind of remarkable to watch an episode of Teen of Star Trek and not have long stretches of twos hit you. Like it's yeah, a yeah. if if anything, it's the, what's more of an amazing accomplishment about this season that the show did was that they managed to maintain okay quality all the way through, which is incredibly difficult <laughs> with how many episodes are in each one. You know, it's like yeah. even the the bad idea episodes, we always found something like, yeah, I kind of like the, the B plot in this one. Or like, yeah, these are like the character work here worked out okay. Um, it's is, is, a little uh, bit remarkable. Is Darts, is Darts with O'Brien, is that the season? Is that when it appeared? When did Darts with O'Brien appear? The one the one where he's he's on the winning streak. Is that this season? Uh, why, why is he on the Why is he on the winning? I, that sounds familiar. I can't place what episode that's in. Uh, I don't remember, but he, somebody's betting on him, and then he he hurts his shoulder at the end. Oh right, because well, <laughs> I think about that episode a lot too. <laughs> that's the um. Oh Jesus! What the hell episode is that? O'Brien, O'Brien darts. You just th- you oh, think about his screaming at you right now. Oh. Uh, there was actually like YouTube. There's a lot of Irishmen named O'Brien to play darts. Apparently, hold on. <laughs> Hurts shoulder. Way of the Warrior. Apparently. Oh, all right. That's apparently the opening episode. I don't. I didn't. I would have thought it was a different one than that. But apparently, it's Way of the Warrior. So it would have been the opening uh, feature length entry into this season. Oh, all right. Well, I guess I think about that one, too, because I still think he shouldn't have hurt his shoulder. He should have actively thrown the game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bad writing. So uh, do you want to just wrap this up real quickly with uh, character power rankings for yourself? Who's in? Ooh. You, you, have, you have to thin the herd here. You, you, uh, the producers are coming to you saying that budget cuts are coming. Budget cuts are coming. Every time they come to you, you have to lose one of the characters. Who's the first one you lose? Mm, Dax. Okay. Seemed pretty. Uh, There's a pretty quick, easy answer. No, uh, number two. Who would you get rid of? Uh, O'Brien. Number three. Mm, uh, probably Bashir. Oh wait, no, I forgot about the side guys too. Uh, probably Quark. Do, do we are we talking like everybody or are we just talking like main cast? Main cast. So the okay. the opening credits. So no Garrick, no Ducat and stuff like that. Yeah. So Quark. Um Yeah. I would say Quark and Bashir are probably neck and neck. Yep. Uh um, so let's go so then you'll enter a kind of middle you have Kira, Cisco, Wharf, and Odo left. Mm-hmm. Kira, Worf, um, Cisco, oh, and Odo. Geez. I feel like my next one is probably Cisco. Oh, okay, interesting. I, my, yeah, I, I was agreeing with you mostly. I would, I would put Kira at this spot. 
I was thinking about Kira too, but I feel like Cisco had a pretty laid back season overall. Like he had, he, he, did, has, he yeah. was good when he was on screen, but he didn't really get a ton of stuff to do. At least not that I can remember. Uh, the visitor, you hated it. So you <laughs> no, but I, I actually, well, he's uh, dead in that one. <laughs> we, 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 we commented that, um, Cisco has a lot of scenes in this season of him chewing out the other characters when they screw yeah. up about something. But yeah, he doesn't have a tremendous amount of episodes that are about him. Uh, the home front one is the only exception I can think the visitor. And then, yeah, maybe that's actually for the cause is about him as well. But yeah, uh, so you, you'd, you'd get rid of Cisco and next would be Kira, I'm assuming. Yeah, I think so. I think I think my top three would probably go Kira, Odo, and Worf. Actually, Worf had a really great season. He did. It was it was almost. I would say this almost uh, belongs to Worf this season. Yeah. He had a lot of episodes about him uh, coming in as a new character and everything. But I think I think the, this gets difficult because this season has felt very much like a pretty equal ensemble. Um, and even the people, even Worf, who has a really good season, uh, has like a handful of stuff about him. And then he's used sparingly or not sparingly, but he's not used as prominently, but he's still there. Yeah. So, you know, Background a lot of these, char- yeah, a lot of these characters, we've been getting less of them, but the stuff we're getting has been very good. That's a good point. They they introduced the main character. So therefore everyone kind of has to go down in number of episodes they're getting, you know? Yeah. Um, War, and I, w- I would argue there there was a point during this season I thought we were getting too much Worf at some point. Yeah. Like it was like it was a lot of episodes to focus on Worf at the expense of the other characters. But I maybe it did need to do that for the show just because the other characters had been around for so long and they would be more useful to serve as a bouncing off reflection point for Worf. And mm-hmm. now that now that I'm done and looking through the list of episodes, I don't really mind that. But I would I would probably still say Odo is my number one, but Worf is coming in hot at like a close number two to him, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, th- I think, I think my top two could probably go either way. I think Odo is, if Odo is not number one, he's a very close second. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess that's, that's pretty much it. Did you have any other thoughts that you wanted to say about this? We're, we're done with uh, the season. We're moving on to season five. There is one more episode in season five than there was in season four. That's about the only difference because Way of the Warrior was two episodes in one. Um, but yeah, did you have any other thoughts before we wrap up? Um, not really. Good stuff. Uh, looking forward to the next season. Uh, we're take we're we're doing this real time, right? So we're gonna take like a two month break. Yeah, right. We're gonna take a uh, a mid ninety nineteen ninety six summer break of two months and then come back and actually do this on time. We have discovered come back to get sweeps. Is sweeps still a thing? Is that is that? Or did the has the mid season break replaced sweeps? I think sweeps is still a thing, but no one really cares. Yeah, because uh, sweeps was mostly for advertising dollars, wasn't it? So I don't know. I, I was I was having this conversation with uh, with uh, my buddy Dan uh, yesterday or the day before, where we we could neither of us could really figure out why that was a thing, but it was just like. It was the thing in TV at the time. Mm-hmm. And also, it's it's very fascinating to look back and think about how these seasons of television were so long that there were two sections of your season where you were expected to really pull out the good stuff. And then the rest <laughs> of it, it was kind of like a crapshoot. Yeah, it's like Oscar season. You put out your yeah, Oscar it's, bait it's at it's the very, end of It's very, very strange way of doing things. I'm pretty sure Sweeps was done for advertising dollar calculation methods um mm. i wasn't sure if it was a nielsen rating thing or something like that but 
Well, right. And I mean, ultimately, Nielsen's are just used for advertising dollars because you're able to show how many people are watching. I I think that's... So the reason that they did it was they promised good quality to see which shows and time slots would get the most viewers for the most ad dollars. Oh, interesting. I think that's why it was done. Um, I thought thought maybe it had something to do, or maybe it still could, has something to do with uh, that... It, well, it was usually like February and November, I think, were, were the big sweeps times. Yep. Yeah. And February, at least, there are, well, I guess hockey's still going, but there's really no sports going on. So there's not, a, I mean, people are looking for stuff to watch. It's basically hockey and basketball. Yes. Uh, yeah, maybe that's maybe that's not a good way. To, I was just thinking maybe there was a, uh, the, the Super Bowl just ended, so there's like a vacuum. Oh, so the, that's there's when like you, a you lack know, of content, so they just have to yeah, really amp so things that, up. Yeah, right? so then you that's when you plug in all your uh, all your good episodes. I don't know. Who knows? I think I we're done. I was just watching uh, Network again, oh, sure. which is uh, the I, film. a movie I love. Yep. Yeah. Um, and uh, I love it in spite of the fact that all of their talk about ratings and TV is just so outdated. I don't know <laughs> what they're talking about, but I understand <laughs> that it's important. <laughs> The guy's like waving around those forms you used to have to fill out. They'd mail you like what shows do you watch and you have to mail it back and they would calculate things based on your your responses to a multiple choice question. Yeah, um, it's like Robert Duvall comes in and they have this really intense discussion about the fact that this week's show only got a 20 share. And I'm like, yeah. I don't know what that means, but I'm really interested. <laughs> Let me do, do, do. That's actually a good trivia question for you here. Do, do, do. Is this it? What is this? This is not it. Maybe this is not the best thing. What am I doing here? Do, do, do. Go here. Uh, hold on one second. So. I can, I can see those ad dollars just ticking down. I know. That's, that's right. <laughs> it's all fading away. This is good. In Casey Casey never went do, do, do. Hold on a second. I don't think so. So. Uh. Emissary, the Star Trek DS9 pilot, right? Yep. Do you want to get guess what its rating was? Uh, based on what system? Uh, Nielsen. Like Nielsen? Um, how does that work? <laughs> so Nielsen, the ratings are... Is that like 5.1 and shit like that? It's like, what, yes. What, it's what's like, my it's range? Like a a t- uh, number. It's a... Um, hold on. TV, Nielsen... Ratings. It's numbers of households, right? Is it by millions or something? Or yes, I think that's roughly what it comes out to. So it's how many million people watched, how many million TVs were tuned into it. Um, what's I'll say I the TNG, to... TNG would average around like a twelve, maybe a little bit more. Okay. Okay. Um. So just emissary, the pilot. Emissary, the pilot. I would say, let's say. 13, 14, 18.8. Ooh. Which is fairly high. Yeah, so, I was going to say, I, I assumed it would be bit, would be higher than the TNG average, but I didn't think it would be that much higher. It quickly dropped off to a, a 13 uh, after that, and then it ended the season at an 8.8, the first season. Mm. Uh, after that, second season was about 8 or 9. The third mm-hmm. season was about 6, 7. Ooh, wow. Season 4. We're down to five and six by the end Holy of shit. season four. Yeah. So uh, DS9 never got popular, really. Yeah. It kind of stays around this for the rest of its run. It ends season seven with fours and threes. Wow. That's why they never showed up in the movies. 
That's right. There's no money. There's no money for that. So yeah. And uh, let me see. We'll see if there's any. That's actually not a very good trivia question because it doesn't ever amount to anything. Where the Warrior was the highest viewed episode of this season. Mm -hmm. And the lowest one, this doesn't mean anything because so much of it depends on other things. The lowest was Body Parts, the Ferengi episode, actually, Mm -hmm. the one right before the end. Understandable. That's about, (laughs) it didn't have a very good trailer, yeah, coming in for that one. That's about it. Guys, thank you very much for listening. Clay, thank you for watching all the Star Trek DS9 episodes from season four, or at least all but two. Thanks for having me. I now, now uh, because of this and uh, other circumstances, it's like the only thing that I watch on TV now is Deep Space Nine and professional wrestling. So <laughs> you can't say whether you prefer one or the other. They're both equal in your heart. So mm. I know. Yeah, I guess I can't say that. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's a lot of uh, it's a lot of TV that we're Listen, going through. If, here. if next season. Uh, Worf shows up dressed as a 1800s mortuary worker who can uh, whose power is based upon an urn whose ashes I don't know whose ashes are in the urn but it's somehow a base of power Uh, and that's just like the norm then maybe we can talk yes absolutely 100% let's see I guess that's it Clay or if Ric Flair shows up I mean if season 5 has a cameo from Ric Flair then we might have a conversation (laughs) Thanks for coming on. Thanks for talking about Star Trek. Thanks for having me. Guys, thank you very much for listening. Thank you for supporting the show. All the patrons out there, thank you very much for supporting the show on Patreon.com. Facebook, Twitter, all that stuff. You can check it all out. Uh, Much appreciated. Guys, we're on to Season 5. Season 4 didn't end with a bang, but Season 5 will certainly reverse all of that, I think. We're going to start off Season 5 coming soon next week. Thank you for listening, and we will see you next time.